All right, it is April 14th, 2022. Uh, John Green, a fellow I went to um, college with, uh, has had a lot of health trouble, and I guess they're talking about unhooking him, right? Yeah. So I hope his peace has been made with the Lord, and I'm sure it has. Um, our friend Mark, to have God's favor on his job, on his truck, on the things he might need. <coughs> Uh, John and Ruby and Vassie and Linda, friends of the podcast and the, a Bible study. Um, Chuck Knipp, uh, didn't have him on last week, I better get him back on here. Can't do without Shirley Q. Can you, can you still add one? Yeah. Paul Beach. Paul Beach. B-E-A-C-H? Yeah, I guess. Okay. What does he need, just general... Well, they've already took part of his foot off. He has sugar, Asian okay. oranges eating up, and now they're talking about taking his leg off up to his knee. Where do you know him from? Ham Radio. Uh, I've met him before. He's mm. an excellent guy. He built a, He was real big into drag racing. Okay, uh, Marta and Charles. I think I did I mention Gary Neighbor. Uh, that he should hopefully soon be through all those treatments and back out in civilization. Well, he's getting out and about now. I think he's doing pretty good. Protection for our police officers. Um, my narrator lady that for my book, Caitlin, um, in Milwaukee, just that that thing I told you about would be worked out in her life. Bob, his two kids... Stephanie and Mike, you got another Bob in there. Yeah. <clears throat> is there is That's there, me. Okay. Are you well? Hi. All right. What I look like? You look, you look as honorary as ever. <laughs> we all need prayer, though. Uh, salvation for family members that are not yet saved. And uh, pray for the people that are over there in that battle between Russia and Ukraine, which is actually a lot more nations are involved than just those two. Uh, a lot of uh, innocent people being harmed and killed. For our nation and our government to be straightened out, although I have my doubts. Uh, Jerry's sister Judy, James, Opie, Ralph, Mark, Rick, Eric, Jerry, R., Rex, John, and grandchildren. Eric, Ted, unsafe family members. America, persecuted Christians around the world. For Ray, him and Judy, salvation for the lost family members. And protection, Jesus to return soon. I think he will. Well, you know he will. He said he would. Carolyn Eanes, Linda and Roy Hager, the Green family, uh, for John's sake. Reverend Davis and family, uh, moral courage to be instilled in our nation. Return to traditional values. There's a new baby on the way. There's baby Elijah's uh, sibling. Praying for that child, yes. And uh, Paul Beach. 
blessings for him. Um, let's uh, join hands. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this assembly. We thank you for these that are here. We pray, God, you, you be with us and teach us by your Holy Spirit. We lift these folks that have been on the prayer list up, asking that you see to each of their needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Kentucky, um, the governor tried to veto it, and the legislature overruled it. Uh, it's a felony for any abortion provider to to provide an abortion on a any girl under 18. And apparently that had been a thing. That had been going on, not telling their parents. They do it and not tell the parents. And um, they also changed it to after 15 weeks, it is illegal to abort a child in the state. Of course, the governor, some I guess some liberal, uh, she said that... Uh, this is unconstitutional, and just think of the young women's lives that will be destroyed by this. All their lives were destroyed because a child came into the world. This tells you where these people's minds are. They're just demon-hacked to the hilt. You know, they just are. And they have deceived a lot of folks. And they have talked decent people into doing that, into avoiding a child. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's no problem. And, and the, the blood of that child's on the hands of the one who counseled that that be done to a young person who was just uncertain and confused. Um, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians. And it's chapter 11. And uh, we all should have a little cup of grape juice. Oh, we don't. Not everybody got one. Let's see. Well, you get first Corinthians I, I saw eleven. This, I saw this word that they uh, came out and said that Ukraine was bombing their own people over there. Yeah. Well, that horrible was gone before the day. Yeah, it's all. It's just so much fake news. I ain't look at it. And then they come back. Oh, his coffee cup was caught. A few days later, and they have a picture of Bob, what's left of it. And they got it, and they found the serial number, and it is one of the those. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, but once again, um, but, uh, Senator from California, Hiram Johnson said the first casualty of war is the truth. So uh, I don't believe any of this that I see, no matter if it's pro my side of things, which I don't really have a side of things in that, but or anti, I just trash it and move on to something that you know you can trust, such as what the Lord has given us in his word. Um, verse... 23 of 1 Corinthians 11. For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And we're going to take bread here. Just break yourself a piece off. Probably 
pretty tasty, but you don't have to have it a little bit. There is a Catholic teaching, uh, the mystery of the Eucharist. This is really Jesus' body. <laughs> and uh, this is really his blood. Very strange. He should have run out of flesh and blood both centuries ago, you would think. Uh, but what did he say at the Last Supper? This is my body. He hadn't been crucified yet. This is my blood, the new covenant. How do they explain that? Huh? They don't. They don't care. They've got their trite little things that they do and say and their little repetitious things that they um, hang an awful lot of uh, faith on, I guess. It's where the term hocus pocus comes from. Really? Yeah, uh, when the priest makes this a Latin thing, uh -huh. it sounds like hocus pocus. That's not exactly, it's, it just <laughs> sounds like it, and that's yeah. where the term came from. Interesting. What I remember being told was an omni patria filio spiritu santo, and that's what, and it's called transubstantiation, where it's literally changed into the body and blood of Christ. Yeah. And it used to freak me out as a little kid, like, man, I'm drinking somebody's blood. And it's like, yeah. Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Okay. They're going to get some of the bread and um, a little trouble with English. Y'all have it? Everybody has some? Verse 24, And we, when he had given thanks, and Heavenly Father, God, we do thank you for this bread. We thank you for the cup. We understand what they symbolize. And we pray, God, that anybody needing a special favor or a special healing might find it just by virtue of the communion and keeping that word this do as oft as you will in remembrance of me you have said in Jesus name he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me And that's the kind of bread that he would have used because it has no leaven. Leaven was symbolic of sin. And this bread has no leaven. That's why it's flat. And he then took the cup. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, let's join hands again. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the communion and 
We thank you, God, that there is always blessing in it, provided we haven't taken it in an unworthy manner, and I know that we have not. Lord, I just pray that you would impart blessing to each person here in whatever way you might choose. And when we find ourselves blessed, let us go out and share blessings and share the word of truth and stand firm in the faith as you have said we should do. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Um, you know, this weekend is... Uh, go to Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12. We have uh, picked up a handful of podcast listeners of this study. It's 200 and some now a month that are downloading that and listening to it. And we appreciate all of you all who are. Uh, it's very, very shoddily produced, as I'm sure you can tell, but it's just a recording with the uh, old Apple phone. Let's look at the first verse of Acts 12 and read on from there. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Easter, the resurrection, the fulfillment of the feast of uh, first fruits. And you've got that stretch there of unleavened bread several days beginning there at the Passover. Jesus fulfilled the Passover on the Passover. I think we may have mentioned last week, wasn't it interesting that they were told, okay, here's where we're going to have this, uh, keep the Passover in this upper room and so make it ready. None of them asked, where's the lamb? Because you were to kill a Passover lamb. You were to kill a lamb. It had to be perfect without spot or wrinkle. It had to be declared without flaw by the priest. And then it could be slaughtered to keep the Passover and they would take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost and overhead and when the death angel came the death angel would pass over all the houses that were marked by the blood you can even see the picture of the Christian cross and how they were moving their hand to put the door posts either on either side and then overhead to put blood there. Jesus kept the Passover on the Passover. He fulfilled it. 
What about unleavened bread? Unleavened bread there to sweep all of the leaven out of the house, get rid of it all. I understand they take a feather, even today, the Orthodox Jews use a feather to sweep just a tiny little crumb, you know, the tiniest little crumb that would have leaven in it, out of their house. And that goes on for a few days. During these days, you know, Jesus had, uh, he had died, and then he was re resurrected, keeping the first fruits by being resurrected. So, um, we celebrate that on Easter. There are people teaching, and some of them probably are well-intentioned. Easter's pagan holiday. Easter's, that's, that come from, from Semiramis. Sent down a bunny out of, out of heaven and it laid eggs. These are made up lies. Ishtar. Ishtar. If you, if your Bible has Easter in it, that's a real Bible. All the other corrupt They Bibles. change it to Passover. Now here's why they did that. Because the, the, the Greek is Pascha. And everywhere else in the New Testament that Pascha comes up, it is interpreted Passover. Why they call it Easter here, I don't know. But it's fair enough to call it that. The other King James appears to be the only translation that has that that way, which is why I wanted one tonight, among other reasons. But uh, Esther also means a star. Hadassah was renamed Esther. That was her um, Persian name, the Book of Esther. So these people that are teaching that Ishtar and Easter is a pagan name. They, they need to take it up with God why one of the books of his word is named after a pagan goddess. It's not. They made this up. We've talked about it on a few different studies. This character named Alexander Hislop, H-I-S-L-O-P, middle 1800s. So much corruption came out of the middle 1800s and it's still with us. Yeah, that's, that's a small part of it. Teaching that now he was wanting to do a hatchet job on the Catholic Church. He hated the Catholic Church. But as uh, Ralph Woodrow pointed out, he said, "I can. All I need to take down the doctrines of Catholicism is a Bible. I don't need to put a bunch of lies in a book called the Two Babylons. That was the name of his book. But people read it, believed it, followed it, and lived by it for a long time." You know, your Millerites, your uh, um, Seventh-day Adventists, and then Charles Taze Russell and the Jehovah Witnesses, and then Joseph Smith and the uh, um, Mormons, all in that time period, all in maybe a little 40-year passage of time. It was almost like Satan was given the green light to go out and spread some lies for that, and not that he's not still doing it, but... That stuff has uh, stayed with us. All of it has. <clears throat> um, and the, the common thing that people who believe all of these things, the common thing is that uh, they don't read the Bible. They don't read the Bible. Your Seventh-day Adventists, they spend ten times the amount of time in Ellen White's lives 
as they would in the Bible. Mormons, they're in that Book of Mormon. They'll give a wink and a nod to the King James Bible, but they spend most of their time... When you say Mormons, it's really morons. <laughs> South Park does a really good dressing down of the Mormons. Have y'all seen this? It's pretty good. Oh, my goodness. Huh? Huh? South Park. I think that's a problem. I think he needs to, to mention it every three minutes. Mm. God, man. All right. Um, but it's done with humor. But, I mean, it, it couldn't be more spot on the bullseye. Like, why are you people believing this? Right. What is wrong with you? The gold plates that uh, Joseph Smith supposedly got from the angel Moroni. I'm sure the Holy Spirit said, call it Moroni because it's a moronic idea. But uh, he uh, wrote this all down, and he took it to a, a dignitary in the area, and he said, you know, this is, these came from the gold plates, and he was supposed to take it somewhere else, and he lost them. He lost them. And he went back to Joseph Smith and said, would you uh, recopy this? They've been lost. And um, he said, well, he said, I can't recopy that exactly because the gold plates have been taken back to heaven. And he made some other rendition of it. I forget exactly how it went. It was similar, but lots yeah. of discrepancies. Yeah. And the original that he had given him, you could tell he just made it up. You know, he was reading the gold plates. He would stick his head down in his hat and read these gold plates and write this down. This is insane. Well, isn't it funny that Paul said even if an angel... Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It makes yeah. it very clear that God is not going to send angels to teach God. To preach another God. Right. No, exactly. Um, yeah, it should be in Galatians chapter 1 and may around verse 8. Paul, he's sitting on top of those Mormon temples with that trumpet. Yeah. You ever seen that? Uh -uh. Yep. I, uh, they won't put people on uh, crucifix on the top of their temples. Yeah, even if an angel comes and preaches the gospel, other than the one that we preach on being anathema. This yeah. is Galatians chapter 1, Sorry. verse 8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Any other any other. And what what are supposed to add or take anything away? And they've got it, those three other books. Doctrines and Covenants of Pearl, yeah. Great Christ, and the Book of Mormon. As we said, verse 9, and as we double. said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received, let him be accursed. What do they call the Book of Mormon? Another Testament of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Another it's, the Holy Spirit anticipated it. He did. He wrote these things. So, I, uh, I see that the word Easter is used in Acts chapter 12, verse 4, in the King James. And that's fine. Because the lies of Alexander Hislop and the two Babylons and that Christmas is, is Saturnalia and a pagan festival, that's a lie. He told a bunch of other other stuff. He just there was he he made references to different uh, books in his bibliography that either did not exist, or if they did exist, and you looked up the passage that he referenced, 
had nothing to do with it. Didn't have anything to do with it. It's completely bogus. But he got away with it because that wasn't a, a time in history when it was very easy to research anything, right? So, Easter is fine. If children want to have an Easter egg hunt to just kind of bring in, I mean, little kids, they're so small, they, they, they don't completely understand this doctrinal stuff. I think they have an awareness of God, but they just want to enjoy themselves. Same thing with Halloween. If, you, you know, a little girl wants to dress up like a princess and go get candy, how is this a bad thing? Now, sure, there's people out there that do bad things and make it a bad thing. A little boy doesn't dress up like a princess and go get candy. That happened on some commercial, yeah, candy bar. I don't know, it might have been a Kit Kat bar. I swear, wouldn't eat them anymore, but they, they tasted too good. So, um, um, we're not. What was their slogan, what would you do for a Kit Kat bar? Yeah. Dress up like a princess. No, Klondike. Or was it Klondike? Yeah, Kit Kat's give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah, I read the history of those. This thing's been around since 1935. What, Kit Kat? Yes. That's what I read. Somebody fact check me on that. But, um, all right. (laughs) It was funny, Klondike. Dr. Jerry was, you know, it was all the COVID thing. You're going to get sick, and one of the first symptoms, you lose your sense of taste and smell, and he said, I come in the house the other day after work. I reached in the freezer and I got me a Klondike and I sat out on the couch and I took a bite and I didn't taste anything. And he said, I took another bite and I thought, oh my goodness, I can't taste it. I've got the Roni. And he said, and then I looked and it was a sugar-free Klondike. <laughs> That's why I didn't have any flavor. <laughs> we saw him uh, get down there Tuesday, right? Yeah. One of the greatest fellows ever, Dr. Jerry Reeves. So, um, there are people out there, and there are just as many enemies within the walls of the church as there are outside the church. There are people out there going to church every day. Butter won't melt in their mouth. They're going to tell you what you're doing wrong. And um, what this does is it undermines us. It undermines what we believe. Or that's their effort. Those that are claiming to be Christians, yet they'll show you, oh, where all the errors are in God's Word. Let me show you the mistakes. You have to just accept that there aren't mistakes because that would mean God was not sovereign and He let a corrupt version of what he meant to say be spread for centuries, now millennia, now around the earth. No, it's like he wanted us to have it. We do teach, we do believe that whatever uh, Bible translation you're reading, be sure it compares directly and favorably to King James. The King James is the plumb line for English speakers. Now, you occasionally run into some really adamant, really 
dare I say, rabid King James only types, who, you know, I asked the guy one time, what, what about, because uh, he didn't think you could get saved reading anything else. He didn't think you could get saved reading, reading the NIV. I said, what about people that don't speak English? And he, uh, well, then uh, this, that, and the other, and so forth. And then he came back later and said, oh, there's this Bible society, and they're, they're, they're translating the King James into other languages. What about all the people that died before that? Well, I guess they just got rooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I Actually, mean. Actually, they've always had the King James in other languages, always, since yeah. early on. There's over 6,000 languages on the planet right now. Yeah. They are still translating to some of these obscure languages. Uh, some of these uh, groups, they've got the Gospel of Mark, and that's their Bible. That's all they got. Mm -hmm. It's the shortest of the four Gospels, and it has everything you need in it. I really, I really like the, the Book of Mark. Mm -hmm. But um, if they could get you to doubt the Word of God, you know, I ask this, so-called Baptist minister one time who was all about the mistakes in the Bible and had actually conducted a, quote, Bible study to show you the mistakes. And I said, you feel you've found discrepancies. They've been reconciled beautifully in many cases. There's usually a higher truth. And Chuck Missler pointed this out, and I didn't hear him do it until I'd already found that it was true in my own life. When you see two things that aren't adding up, that means look here, dig here, try to understand. And when it, the reconciliation of it is amazing and irrefutable. But I said, you're comparing passages that you've got the four Gospels here. He was always in the Gospels. I mean, that's the only thing he could do. He said, well, Mark said this, and then Matthew said that. And then Luke said something else. I said, are there mistakes in Paul's letters? Because you don't have uh, but one copy of that, right? What, how would you know then? What, you wouldn't know, would you? And he just didn't have an answer. I said, you, you either believe it and accept that God has made certain that we have trustworthy rendering of his word, or you don't. I mean, just join the Mormons then. Just uh, go be a Jehovah Witness. Or join the pagans. The, the Wicca. We was busting on the Wicca on the podcast the other night. Oh, yeah. I mean, I liked that song. I opened up, I love the riff. It's by a band called Pentagram, and I don't think they're very godly guys, but I just like that riff, so I used it. And, uh, then we bust them down. Yeah, we had to. On their spiritual politics. I said, I don't care much for their spiritual politics. I said, if these people wearing little pentagram jewelry or putting it on their shirt or claiming to be a Wicca, I went through a phase in my life, a long phase, where I was involved with the occult. And um, looking back, I know why. You're mad at God. You're just mad at God. And that's what you do. You, you decide, well, you want this, but I'm so mad at you, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm sorry, I might not ought to do this, but I, well, I used that clip from Cartman. I'm doing it again. Um, <laughs> he's like, got to go to fat camp. 
And, <laughs> and the fellow walks up to the car, says, well, hello, camper, how are you doing? Says, my name is Rick. And Cartman goes, well, Rick, I'm pissed off, how are you? <laughs> and I said, that's what the attitude of this, this Wicca, this, this woman that had a, something pro-witchcraft, a bumper sticker on her Jeep, one that McDonald's just from a few years ago. Come on over, we have cookies. Or yeah, something. it said, come on over, we have cookies. Yeah, and I followed, side, yeah. I followed her in as I read that thing out loud, come on over, we have cookies. And I said, I hear y'all got Kool-Aid too. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing it because they're angry with God. And as I said on their bank still podcast, well, Lord, I'm pissed off, how about you? <laughs> you know, you're mad. And you're going to show him you're going to bat for the other town. That's all that stuff is. It's real. Satan loves it. He, he, gives them enough, uh, he gives them enough help to get them to see certain things accomplished through spells and incantations, right? <laughs> but these people know who God is. This car here in town has a, a bumper sticker on the back that says, <clears throat> I'm a witch. Get over it. Well, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I, I, I think I've seen that. I'm over it. She's the one that's gonna have to get over it. Yeah, you know. But uh, but when I see that, I remember where my head was. Now I wouldn't have put something like that on my car. But I remember batting for the wrong team, spiritually speaking. But um, so you got them people out there, but they're not bothering us that much. The ones that are bothering us are the ones that claim to be Christians, coming in telling you there's mistakes in the Bible, coming in and telling you that uh, Easter's a pagan holiday, and Easter came from Ishtar, and, and, and uh, Semiramis uh, uh, was the uh, goddess or something that comes, you know, uh, Easter, Christmas all this stuff out of Alexander Hislop's book, they undermine Christmas. And they undermine the December 25th birthday of Christ. Well, if they can get you to feel really stupid for celebrating Jesus' birthday in December when really he was born in June, and a bunch of other ones, oh, it was September. Uh, no. The early church... None of them questioned the December 25th birthday. That's what we have to default to because they were most close to that. And uh, one of them, Cyril of Jerusalem, wrote to Rome to get the birth date of the Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph and Mary. December 25th is what he was given. They would have been on, I guess, the Gregorian calendar by the time that was given, but that's what was given. And I trust that that's the case. But if you can get people to believe, oh, you say, you, you're going to run into Christians and you, you know, say, uh, ha Happy Easter. Resurrection Day. Happy Resurrection Day. Easter's pagan. Just leave them alone. Let them say it. Let them think it, I guess. But uh, a lot of these people that do that are King James only advocates, too. So, you know, you can kind of get a little bit of leverage there by saying, well, why does the King James call it Easter in Acts chapter 12? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Is it flawless, as you say, or is, is that an error? It's okay to call it Easter. There's nothing wrong with that. It means a star. 
And again, in the Old Testament, we have the book of Esther. What's the problem? There isn't one until these self-appointed mall cops show up and try to make something out of nothing. Undermining our faith, undermining what we believe. The Catholic Church says, well, this is Good Friday. Tomorrow, Good Friday, that's when Jesus was crucified. It was not. Because the Bible says he spent three days and three nights. And he was raised up on the first day of the week, which was uh, Sunday. You can't fit that together. But you're believing that and you're looking at the discrepancy and somebody asks you about it. You can't answer it. I saw a, a priest try to answer it one time. And I liked the guy because he's a conservative dude. But he was defending the indefensible. And when you try to defend the indefensible, you end up kind of looking foolish. It was a high Sabbath, the Bible says, when Jesus was crucified. I have some notes in my pagan Bible here, my NIV. And, um, let's see. In yeah. Uh, Which is also called the Sabbath. It, it was. It was called the Sabbath. That's exactly right. So, um, I couldn't hear that, Jerry. What did you say? Um, the day that Jesus was crucified on was a high holy day before the Sabbath. Not, it was not the traditional Sabbath as it, we think of it on Saturday. There were a lot of Sabbath days that were set aside in Leviticus for uh, that God wanted certain things observed, and they weren't on Saturday, but they were just as reverence. High day, yeah. yeah. Um, somebody with KJV, go to John chapter 19. You got it for us? John 19. I'm going to have you read verse 31 after I read it out of the NIV. Uh, Christ has uh, been. What verse? Um, it's going to be verse 31. Let me read this one and then you read that one. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Now, if now if it had been Saturday, the next day that's just a regular Sabbath, right? What does it say in? It says the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they may be taken away. Okay. It says, Because the Jews did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. But that is a certain kind of Sabbath. It says a high Sabbath in the King James. It says a special Sabbath. Um, not the same as a, a regular Sabbath. A high Sabbath, a special Sabbath was Passover which was Thursday. The next day, Passover was a special Sabbath. That's when, the, that's when uh, you know, he, he dies. But um, it was Thursday, not Saturday. 
which was the normal Sabbath. So Christ died on Wednesday mm -hmm. at 3 p.m. Now the next day starts at 6 p.m. You have to understand that too. In the Jewish timekeeping, uh, when you get to the 6 o'clock hour, it's just like midnight for us. You're in the next day, right? So he, he uh, was literally three days and three mm -hmm. nights. Go to Matthew, I think it's 12. And uh, it might take me a moment to find it. Okay, um, let's just pick it up in verse 38 of Matthew 12. It says, Then certain of the scribes and the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. They want to see a sign. Well, now here's the thing. Guess who else can do signs? The enemy. Remember, <coughs> Pharaoh's magicians were able to do some pretty wild things. And we've got people out there today, David Blaine, Chris Angel, using fallen angels to do signs. Who's that? Chris Angel is one of these so-called magicians. David Blaine is another one. And those are just two. There are more. And these guys are doing things that are completely impossible unless you have the help of the fallen ones. What about a guy walks up to the wall and leans back and just pulls it on up the wall? Did you see that? New York, yep. Fallen angels can do many things. <laughs> what All right. did he do, Ray? What did he do? He'd walk over to a wall and lean back and then just start walking right up the wall. Well, I mean, they can do illusions. I mean, and those not necessarily, you know, uh, satanic, but the stuff I've seen Blaine do, satanic out the yin All right. They wanted a sign. Verse 39, But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was... Three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. That was going to be their son. Three days, three nights, heart of the earth. You don't get three days and three nights from Friday to Sunday, right? You don't. So another tidbit that's very interesting is that uh, the women that went to anoint his body... Mm -hmm. They didn't go on the Sabbath because they couldn't. It says they bought. They went and bought. They couldn't have done it on the Sabbath. He was raised on a Sunday. So how did they anoint his body? There you go. That's, I hadn't heard that one. It makes perfect sense. So uh, all of these false teachings come from not reading the Bible, from not reading what it really literally said. This is a high Sabbath. This is a special Sabbath within the next day. Okay? So... Uh, this cat's going to start being a pain. We worked on that sliding door yesterday. My goodness. That's impossible. It works. Lowe's had the handle for it, and the thing was put in in 2005. 
before us picked that up. Well, didn't, didn't you have a guarantee, a lifetime guarantee on We do, and I talked to them today. I don't know if I'm going to bring them over or not. Uh, the screen door, I wouldn't mind having replaced, but... Um, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. putting the rollers on? Yeah, I think if we cleaned it up, it'd probably be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't get new rollers on this because it didn't have any, but one of the four wheels, each it had two trucks, one of them mm -hmm. had, was frozen. So it was sliding back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it, it had ground down that aluminum track. There was little shards of aluminum in there. This is Bible study material, folks. Bible study material. I got to fit. I got. I, I got to segue out of that into something pertinent, something that makes sense. Um. So anyway, be on guard. Be. Be able to discern. That's a spirit gift, the discerning, the discerning of different spirits. You know, uh, and sometimes you just know that you've got a real hound of hell sitting there in front of you, pretending to be a Christian. One day, it was years ago, it was at Truck Stop Ministries, and this guy came in. I guess he's a truck driver. He was like, uh, this one was... Uh, he was wanting to start a little boy's home. And he was starting to cry because he just wasn't sure where he was going to get the money to start this little boy's home. I just want to start a little... Yeah, and the Holy Spirit told me that keep that man 40 feet from any little boy. But here he was. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I got my own Bible. I tell you what, I haven't been there in years, but there's some really choice individuals that will pass through there, aren't they? probably got him a job at Disney. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we're a little short of the hour. Uh, anybody want to add anything to the discussion? I mean, we can even pivot to something. Uh, if somebody has had something on their mind, if you've read a passage of scripture, you don't understand what it means. Something like that. We can make time for that. How many members are they in the UN? Has that got something to do with the Bible? Well, yeah. Kind of? I don't know. You're talking about the, the Antichrist's uh, confederation? Uh, supposed to be ten horns, <coughs> according to Revelation. Well, I don't know how this came up. Where none of this was on my mind. But I'm sitting there and it just came through my mind all of a sudden. How many members are in the UN? Watch when it gets to 50, 153. Oh, because of the fish, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody has wondered what that number, 153 fish, uh, and the great draft of the fish that in the Gospel of John. Um, you know, David Jeremiah says, I finally got the answer. He says that is because there were 153 fish. <laughs> and it might have some. I mean, it is. It, it it does give you pause. Why would he say a specific number? That's what. It's in the Gospel of John. I couldn't yeah. go straight to it right now, but I know uh, the only other 153 there from Elisha took down the uh, 50. Three different times. Fifty, 
Yeah. And there's a lady which made 51. Yeah. Then they sent another group up and did the same thing to them. Yeah, that's that's true. That's interesting. And then here they sent another 50 up, and I think he spared 50, didn't he? The last group he did. Well, you know, what it refers to in there is that now the gospel's open and that the net is there and it's going to be full uh, because Jesus said, uh, um, I, uh, come after me and I shall make you to become fishers of men to Peter and James and yeah. John. Yeah. Now, you read in the first there um, in the 12th of Acts, and it said, at that time, uh, they rose up against uh, and killed James, that was to be the, the brother of uh, John. And, uh, and I was wondering about the timeline on that because it says earlier that Paul went down to Jerusalem and he met with James, the brother of Jesus. That would be a different James. Uh, who was a, seemed to be a pillar of the church, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, this was probably several years after the crucifixion, don't you think? I, uh, I would think, yeah. Um, well, we will uh, go ahead and wind it down here for the night, but um, just be on guard people trying to undermine your faith we're going into Easter weekend you're going to hear it you're going to hear it in some sermon that's being preached or somebody uh, at your local assembly if you attend one telling you that Easter is pagan and about the Semiramis and Ishtar and all these uh, things that um, Alexander Hislop made up figments of his imagination and what he had wanted to do was to disparage the Catholic Church. And, uh, and again, um, Ralph Woodrow said, I don't need Alexander Hislop's lies to disparage the Catholic Church. All I need is the Bible. Now, Woodrow had written a book based on the two Babylons. And he was teaching it. He's from California in his church, in his ministry. He was teaching that Christmas is pagan, that Christmas tree is pagan, that Easter is pagan, and that uh, Ishtar, somehow, I forget exactly how it was taught, gives birth to a bunny that lays eggs. Made up. No evidence for it anywhere else. But they used that. They use that. It's what you make of it. If your child wants or grandchild wants to hunt Easter eggs, why deprive them of that? You know, um, tell them the real thing. And tell them the truth. Yes, exactly. tell them the truth. <laughs> exactly. And uh, let them hunt. That, you know, let them have fun because you know I was I, I was listening to a short interview. <laughs> Uh, Getty Lee and Alex Life's in a rush. Getty Lee's a Jewish guy. His name was Gary, actually, and all of his buddies, when his mother, who was kind of Yiddish, would holler at him to come come home or come to, d to dinner, Getty, Getty, 
Gary, but everybody, they all called him Getty, so he just kept that. Really nice guy. But they, he was asked, do you have any religious beliefs? And he said, I was raised up in a very strict religious environment. And the constrictions of that strict religious environment just turned me against any of it. He said, I just live to treat others like I want to be treated. I try to do good as best I'm able. And um, look what happened to him. You know, probably not far off 70 years old now, and that's what he thinks. And, and it's because he was, I mean, that's at least what he said. He was taught and raised up in a very strict environment. Can't let your children celebrate Christmas. Can't let them celebrate Easter. Can't let them dress up like a cowboy and knock on doors and get candy for Halloween. What's the matter with you? More blood transfusions. Right. Some of them are that way. There's some. These churches that don't want to play music. When in fact the Bible. The Bible yeah. Passages. Yeah. But they don't read the Bible. We go back to what I said earlier. All this corrupt doctrine, all this nonsense comes from people who don't read the Bible. Very quickly, Psalm 150, I think, will do. That's not the only one. Psalm 150 is the last psalm. Pretty short, too, right? Yeah. Verse 3 says... Uh... Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery of the, and, and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So what do they do with that? Not only will we do that. <laughs> praise him with the sound of the trumpet, and with the psaltery and harp and the stringed instruments but they won't have instruments. Satan puts this stuff in people's minds. Just praise him with the timbrel and, and dance. A lot of these independent <coughs> fundamentalist backwoods, knuckle dragon, Neanderthal, Baptist, oh, you dance. You done danced your way straight into hell. Well, David danced. And he's a man after God's own heart, and he's going to be seated as a prince in the right. millennium. He danced the harder he embarrassed his wife. Never been over to the Triple Rock. There you go. <laughs> in the Blues Brothers, where James Brown was the minister. Now they knew how to get down. That's lost on everybody but Forrest and me, I guess. Well, I've seen that John Bellucci really did all those Oh, yeah. Things. He yeah, really he could do that. But all the cocaine and the cocaine. What's yeah. that? That's cocaine. Uh, the Blues Brothers. That was Belushi. Belushi. Yes. Yeah. They. I was reading a story about the making of that movie, and they lost Belushi one evening late. They were filming late, and it was 10, 11 o'clock, and he was gone. And they searched the entire area. They sent out people, and they, they found this little park, and there was a footpath through there, so they walked through the park, and it came out of... Residential areas like after one in the morning, and they walked down that street. Um, one one of the houses had the porch light on. The guy was standing on the porch, and he said, 
What y'all doing? I said, oh, we, we've lost one of our actors. Uh, we're just trying to see where he's gone to. And the guy said, is it John Belushi? <laughs> and he said, yeah, it is, actually. He said, he's in there on my couch. He came in my house and raided my refrigerator and passed out on my couch. Did you get seven chickens? Uh, oh, he really did that. that he, yeah. Four fried chickens and a Coke was added to the script because Belushi ordered that. And, you know, uh, when they were having lunch on the set. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we're way off topic now. But, uh, let's, uh, ready to close? Good deal. Forrest, close us. Okay. Thank you, God, for all your many blessings and, uh, and letting us gather here again tonight. Thank you for our freedom and our ability to study your word in peace. Lord, we pray that we will continue to enjoy that. Lord God, just uh, be with all those around the world that aren't able to. Just remember them. Thank you for all your many blessings in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.